fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast, where we are featuring the athletes of the 2023 CrossFit Games semifinals. And with us today is two-time team com- games competitor, Hannah Morochuk. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. So this is your second time on the show because this is your second semifinal appearance. Yes. Yes, it is. And uh, last year you were interviewed by Kat mm-hmm. um, as you were getting ready for the Atlas Games. Yeah. So last year you guys talked about what it was like being a teen athlete, moving into the open division, all of those kinds of things, um, and then kind of anticipating what was to come at Atlas. Yeah. So so I'm going to try to pick up from there and not repeat anything, but who knows? We have new listeners too, so they may need to know more about you anyway. But um, so you go into Atlas, and what I found looking at some of your numbers are um, they took the top 120 in North America into semis. You were like 115. Yeah. You get to a live competition and you do much better in the live competition where you finish 18th, mm-hmm. almost top half. Are you a better live competitor than you are doing all this online stuff? I think it's just like kind of like all depending on like how my training is going leading into it. So it's like my coach really tries to get me to like really peak for that in-person competition and then just like try to qualify for semis kind of thing. So, but I really do like the in-person competitions a lot better than the online are you one of those people that when you see people like just ahead of you, you want to reel it in and, and catch up or do you try to stay in your own lane? Depending on the event, if it's something that I know that I'm really like good at, then if I see somebody, I'll try to catch them. But um, usually I try to stay in my own lane, stick to the plan that me and my coach have set for the entire time and just like stick to that. That's what I did last year at Atlas and it seemed to really work. So. So last year you were with Michael Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Oh, Fitzgerald. 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 Yeah. <laughs> My apologies. Yeah. Sorry. So many names going through this thing. Oh, um, Michael Fitzgerald. Yeah. And, uh, and are you still with him today? Yes, I am. Yeah. He's a fantastic coach. Probably one of the best coaches I've had. Yeah. And how long have you been with him? Um, I think just a bit over two years now. Okay. Yeah. So not too, too long, but it's been, it's been great. So he was not your coach in the teen division. No, no. Uh, I you, trained this out is an open... when I was in the teen division. So I had my coach um, from the gym that I was training at then was my coach throughout the games experiences. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you get to Atlas, you, you finish 18th. Did that meet your expectations, exceed your expectations? What, 
what did you, how did you feel at the end of that weekend? I honestly, I had no expectations. Um, me and my coach, we weren't even, when I first met with him, he told me that I should aim for like semifinals kind of within like the next three years. And the first year that I was with him, I ended up making it. So we didn't really have any expectations on like how I would do at the competition. It was just kind of go in with the mindset of like, do the best that you can on each workout, execute our plan, and then kind of go from there. And I was kind of shocked that I did as well as I did. So it was, it was great either way. So within three years, you were supposed to make semis. You did it in one. How, how has that then reset the expectations following Atlas Games? Um, we still didn't really have that many. Like I had expectations on myself, I guess, to try to make it again this year. And I guess I had like a little bit more confidence in making it. Um, but still, like you, you never know what's going to happen. And I had some like rough training stuff going on throughout the year. So it was really kind of the same thing of like, like see how much I can do and then just like see where that kind of gets me for this year. So you've been a teen athlete since you've been at least, at least on the record, on the, like the event boards since you were like 14 or 15. Yeah. I started CrossFit when I was 13, kind of that year. And then, yeah. And you're 20 now. Yes. So even though you're 20 years old in the open division, you are like a seven year veteran. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time when I look back at it. So I know when you talked to Kat last year, you talked about after the teen stuff, you kind of took a year off mm -hmm. just because you weren't sure if you still wanted to compete anymore. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of stress. And then it was like very difficult during the pandemic to kind of like keep that motivation to keep working out and stuff. And I was moving. And so I thought it was kind of a good time to take that year off and like see and like re fall in love with the sport and see if I really wanted to compete. And then I really did. So, so I don't know. I don't know if you've seen, but the barbell spin has done an article recently about how few teen athletes are still crossfitting today. Yeah. And, and then you look at stories like Haley Adams who are taking a step away like this year from the sport. Um, I'm assuming you know what that you feel for her because you, you have felt the same thing. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's very stressful, like competing at like that high level at such a young age. And it takes a lot from like um, your personal life, school life, like all that, like you have to put a lot of things on the side, which every athlete does, but I think it's just, it's just hard. And then when you kind of, like keep going within your life and you have like the changes, like you're going into university and like jobs and all that kind of stuff, like things change. And then you got to like relook at what you really want to do. So I think that's kind of part of it for sure. Like on my experience base from when I was like kind of transitioning from like the teen division to the adult division, it was like also I was transitioning from like high school into university, starting to work a bit more. And then, yeah. I, I feel for you because, and that this isn't, this isn't a bad news thing. This is like, I was a swimmer in high school, right. And mm -hmm. at a, at a pretty high level, not like, not like Olympics level, but a pretty high level. Mm -hmm. 
And I was in the pool at 5.30 in the morning and I swam for two hours before school. And then mm-hmm. I go through school smelling like chlorine all day. And then I'm in the pool after school and for another couple hours. And that's not even counting like the weight training and the deck work that we would do outside the pool. Mm-hmm. And there was a point like after my junior year in high school, I was like, like, this is a lot. Yeah. And like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. Do you ever feel like you missed anything training as a teen athlete that you wish you had back or were, was that just the choice you made and you're good with it? Um, I don't really think that there's anything that I've really missed. Um, when I was a teen, I had like lots of like a few close friends in school and everybody at my gym was really close friends with me. And yeah, so I don't think I really missed out on anything. I really liked having a routine and like working towards a goal And I think having CrossFit gave me so many more experiences than if I wasn't doing CrossFit. So for you, the year off was just, I want to experience some other things, take a step back and see if this is really my priority. And what you found is, yes, this is my priority. Yeah, I was really burnt out from the previous season of competing and I didn't end up qualifying for the CrossFit Games um, for that year. And I was just kind of like, I want to see if I just would want to do CrossFit recreationally and see if there's anything else that I want to do. But I love CrossFit. So I just, I came back. <laughs> and so you see this as like a long-term thing for you now? Yes. Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um, so now I, this is my soapbox. Um, about young people and Instagram. Mm -hmm. When you're trying to make thumbnails of people, Instagram now promotes reels more than still photography. Yeah. It's really hard to get a picture of people to make a thumbnail. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) And so for you, like I had to like screenshot reels and hope I caught like a good pose. Like, and I would just keep screenshotting, screenshotting, screenshotting. <laughs> Sounds like a lot. So when you're when you're doing the social media thing, like do you feel any pressure there about um what what you're portraying or are you just doing it for fun? Um I just do it for fun. I'm like obviously through the process like I want to kind of like build up like the followers and like hopefully one day kind of get some sponsors and stuff like that. Um but I've always tried to like not really focus so much on that aspect of it and just kind of like post what I want to post. And yeah, so a little bit of pressure around like trying to post it consistently, but just like posting the things that I want to be out there kind of thing. Do you have fun with like doing reels? Are you creative in any way like that? Where um, I try to be, I don't know how good they actually like turn out, but uh I'm not like super like techie. Like I can't like edit videos very well. So I just kind of do it on like the Instagram side of things and hope that it turns out okay once I post it. But yeah, I think you're doing okay. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, and there are people that believe if you use the editing software in Instagram, they promote mm-hmm. it more than if you use an outside source and bring it in. Well, then that's good for me then because I only use the Instagram one. <laughs> Yeah. I was just having this discussion with another creator. Mm -hmm. Um, and when like 
when we make stuff for the show and she makes stuff for her business, if it's highly produced, it gets no views. If you just slap something in and use Instagram's editing, mm -hmm. like it seems to like promote it and you get a ton of views. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, just a little side talk there. So last year when you talked to Kat, you were in university, mm -hmm. um, but you had like kind of reduced the load and given yourself Fridays off. Are you still in university? Yes. So I just finished uh, my winter term like a week ago. And so that felt really good. Had a few like tough courses, but it was, it was a lot of fun, a lot of work. Uh, still same thing. I was doing four courses throughout the semester. Um, and then now actually today I'm starting my spring semester and I'm doing my 52 hour practicum. So. Okay. Yeah. So how does that work with training um, and I'm semifinals? Not I'm not really sure yet. I'm trying to like work the schedule around, but I'm working uh, through my practicum with uh, the Calgary Center for Health and the uh, Brad Kane, one of the owners, he's very, very nice. And I know him through CrossFit. And so he's kind of very flexible because he knows how much I'm doing with the semifinals. And I also work at uh, CrossFit gyms and stuff in the city. So I'll just kind of work it all around. So you are going to school, you're working, you're training, and you're trying to be a 20-year-old. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot to balance, but I like being busy, so it works well for me. <laughs> well, right now is probably when like everything ramps up the most for you. Yeah. It, it has definitely been getting a bit more with training, for sure. Yeah. And so you're... What was that? I said, it's all the fun training though. So it's good. Okay. Yeah. So you think it gets more fun. So, so let's break this down. One, are you doing more volume now than you've been doing? I think so. I started adding in cause I don't really do double sessions throughout the school year. Cause it's a lot with like studying and stuff. And so I started doing doubles again, slowly adding them in, um, with like some like early morning, like running. And then I go to the gym in the afternoon and do like the more of like everything else. I always question myself when I use the word volume because Brent Fikowski said volume is just a knob on the stereo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that that word doesn't mean anything. It, there's more to it than all of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so would you think that I used the wrong term volume and you're just training smarter? know like I think like definitely like the intensity has gone up in the fact that it's like more of the kind of like competition prep workouts and like more weights and yeah and like just like training like with the because like four other people from my gym have made it to semis as well so training with them once a week to kind of get that practice of competition going a bit more um I'd say it's a bit more volume for sure so four people from your gym have made it to send yeah, me and then three. Is others. this, is this, a, is this a camp or is this just a regular affiliate that just happens to have some really fit people? It's just, uh, I don't think we're affiliated, but it's uh, optimum performance training and there's, we just okay. have lots of very fit individuals there. So, um, Amy Hosking, 
I think you guys did an interview with her. And then we sure did. Yeah. Um, Madison Gerard, I think is her last name. And then Matt Brady also made it. So it'll be fun to compete with friends and have everybody there, which will be really cool. Yeah. Matt, Matt is on the schedule mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure, well, who was the other one? Madison. Madison. I think her last name's Gerard. Okay. Yeah. She's not on the schedule yet. I, she's probably on the list yes. to get to. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been tough scheduling everybody. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. And I, and I remember Amy talking about optimum. So, um, so yeah, that's really cool that mm-hmm. you actually get some push from, from those people. Yes. Um, so how big of a contingent is the gym taking to Pasadena? Um, sorry, what do you mean by that? So how many are, are there people from the gym going to root you guys on? Oh, yes. All the coaches are coming. Um, and then I think we have like 10 to 15 people that are going to watch. And then obviously like uh, like from the gym and then like their family members that are coming and stuff like that. So it'll be a, a nice group of people there. Yeah, that'll be a healthy. And that's not a that's not a short trip from Calgary to uh, no, Pasadena. No. Um, so that'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be great. I'm very excited. With with the way I've talked to most of the athletes, like I think this is going to be one of the most this season. The the semifinals are going to be packed. Mm-hmm. I think so too, for sure. With the sixty person field, with all the names in, in there only being two opportunities to even go to a semifinal to watch, mm-hmm. like I think it is going to be packed and i hope 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 that crossfit makes it a rock show yeah i think it'll be i think it'll be a very well structured event and lots to very exciting too so will this be like the biggest field you've ever competed in like in person i yes 60 people i don't think i've ever competed against 60 people before so it'll be very interesting is there any fear with the fact that like if you have a home run, you can make up a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. If but if you have a hole, like you could fall. Yeah. So do you do you think about that or are you just like, I'll let the points be what they are and I'm just gonna go out and do my thing? I think like in the back of my head, I do think about it a bit. It does make me a little bit nervous, but I try to like be really confident in my training leading up to semifinals and just kind of do the best that I can. And if there is an event that I'm, I am weaker in some of the things just to like go out there, do my best. And as long as I do that, then I'm going to be happy with wherever I'm placing. So. So last year you, you and Kat talked a lot about your strength Mm -hmm. and how going into Atlas you just, you wanted to do damage control on the lift and just, and hit your personal goal. Mm-hmm. Are, are we still in that spot this year with strength or have, has it improved? Um, strength has definitely improved over the last year, but I think still like there's lots of girls on the, or women on the field, in the field that are quite a bit stronger than me. And with like, like max lists, I don't really compare myself that much to other people because I really view it as it's like whatever you're able to do. And so like, if I 
hit the number that I want to hit, I'm going to be happy no matter what of where I'm placing. Is that where the nervousness still is? Or are you thinking another hole in your head? Um, I'm more thinking running. <laughs> running is very hard. <laughs> but I'm, I, I practice it. So I'm slowly getting better. It's definitely improved from when when I started at OPT till now. So that's, that's good. I've done you're my second interview today. And both of you are not fans of running. <laughs> running is hard. It's very, very hard. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's my, it's my thing too, right? Um, I started CrossFit at 500 pounds, I got down by running. And I got to a point at, at before my back injury that like running became rest for me. And I learned how to do that. Mm -hmm. But now I've got to get back to it now that my back's healed and it is hard. Yep. It is hard to get back to that spot. Mm -hmm. It is. So you say, you say there's not a whole lot of expectations yet. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of young athletes in this sport coming sure. up like the Emma Lawson's, the Emma Carey's, the Mal O'Brien's, mm -hmm. the Olivia Kerstetter's. Does that put any pressure on you to think like I'm in there, I'm in, I'm in that age group with them and I'm going to be, I'm going to be stuck there for a while. Does that put pressure on you to get better faster? Or are you like, nope, just brick by brick. We're just going to get better over time and, and catch them eventually. I, I think when it kind of first, when they first started to like become really good and like, well, they were always really good, but when they kind of started making it into the individual division, I think there was kind of that feeling of like, oh, I'm behind. Um, and that was a little bit hard, but then I've tried to like reframe my mind of focusing, like comparing myself to other people and trying to just be like, well, these are the improvements that I'm making. And it's like, even if I don't get there, as soon as they do, once I get there, like it doesn't matter how long it took, just as long as I achieve that goal kind of thing. But it definitely, at the beginning it did, it was a bit hard, but. Yeah, I can't imagine it not. Yeah. Like, right, like, you know, in, in all the sports I did, like you can, I, so I started swimming at a very young age, right? And there were there were people that like sprouted before I did, and then their times dropped considerably. I'm like, what the, you know? And then, mm -hmm. then over time, like I caught back up to them as I I went through a growth spurt or I mm -hmm. did whatever. And it's just it's, but it plays crazy mental games. Yeah, it's definitely hard to separate it, but I think you you have to to be able to like continue to focus on your own progress. Cause otherwise it just kind of consumes you. Yeah. 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 So you have these other three athletes at the gym. Mm -hmm. Do you on competition days where you say you're going in to, to push, um, is it, is it a fair, um, shakeup of who wins the events depending on what they are? Um, like within like the people from our gym. Correct. Yeah, I think we kind of all kind of know each other's like strengths and weaknesses. Um, and we've competed against each other a bunch of times, uh, like within like local competitions and stuff. So we can usually tell who would take which events. Um, 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's, but there's always chance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen when you're out on the competition floor, but I think it's like, we kind of know each other pretty well, which is good. So when you get to Pasadena, how much support is there going to be for each, for you to have with each other, or are you going to trash talk on the floor? Oh, no, we will. Um, we're all very supportive with each other. And I think like we're all rooting for each other to do really, really well. Um, and it'll be a lot of fun. Me and Matt Brady tend to uh, trash talk each other a little bit once in a while just for fun. But uh, we always are like wanting each other to do well, for sure. But you and Matt will never see each other on the competition floor. So that's okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I always, I love competing with them against them. I think it's really fun to like be out there with your friends and to have that kind of, it's almost kind of like calming feeling if that makes sense. Cause it's like you train with them and it's like familiar. So I think that'll be yeah. nice on the competition floor too. Yeah. That'll be cool. It'll be cool to see and witness. Mm -hmm. So I also noticed there's something new with you from last year to this year. Mm -hmm. And that is you have some ink that you oh. did not have last year. Yes. This one right here. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've tried to find a still where I could see what it was. Yeah. Um, and my old eyes can't keep up with the real. So what, what did you get on the, on your sleeve there? It's just, um, just flowers. I'm a little bit burnt from yesterday, but yeah, it's just flowers. Yeah. And then and I'll, do, uh, do you like it? Do you like it just grayscale or do you think you'll add color someday? Um, I just like the black and white, like all my other tattoos are all black and white. Um, so I think I'll keep that theme going for sure. Yeah, right too. now I'm trying to decide if I want to do more or not, but I need money first. So <laughs> I feel your pain. Yeah, I'm all into the black and white. I have mm -hmm. uh I have a half Ooh, nice. as well up that's all Very black good. and white. And uh yeah. And I want it to be a full eventually. Yeah. But yeah, it takes it takes money. It does. <laughs> So the flowers just because they look good or was it, was there some inspiration behind it? No, just because I, so for my first tattoo, I really wanted, like I wanted a bigger piece and then I got really nervous and I wanted flowers and I was like, no, I'm not going to get flowers. So then I had like these words that I wanted to get. And then I was like, no, not words. And then I got these butterflies. I picked them to, like a day before because I thought that they were pretty. And then I was like, okay, well now I need a flower tattoo because I've been wanting one for like five years. So then that's kind of why there's not really much meaning behind any of them, but. So how many do you have? I have the butterflies. I have the, this one here. This one was like a spur of the moment kind of one. I was like waiting, uh, for my mom to come out of an appointment and there was a tattoo shop. So I went over and got one. <laughs> I was like, why not? I, it was planned. Like I wanted to get it. It was just for the moment of when I got it. Um, and then I have mountains on my rib cage. And then with that one, I paid for the hour and it took 45 minutes. So then I was like, well, I'll get another tattoo. So I got a little sun on the back of my neck 
because that only took 15 minutes. <laughs> and that's all. I don't so want to don't waste that money. Exactly. I'm like, I paid for it. I might as well. So I have one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I think five. And you're, and you're not done, I can tell. No, no, I have so many more planned, but I have, I have to space them out a little bit. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, so which, which one was the most painful? Um, Ooh, I think this one probably, this one took seven and a half hours, almost eight. And I did it all in one session because of training. I was like, I can't, I'm like, I can only take one rest day. So I'm like, I have to do it once. And then, so by the end, it really, and it really hurt because it comes up onto my shoulder here. And so like this part here hurt. And then she did white, like the white infills at the end. And it was just like the rubbing of the paper towel. And I was like, oh, I want to go home. So that that one was yeah, so my, So mine is lightning around Thor's hammer. Very cool. And and that. they did they did white on the light all the lightning bolts. Mm-hmm. That was awful. Yeah, white hurts a lot for some reason. Yeah. But it did not hurt as bad as the as the armpit. Yeah. See, I want to kind of bring mine this way, but I'm scared that that's going to really hurt. So. <laughs> it's it's not bad on the arm. No. But okay. It's just when they get back to the armpit. Yeah. Does it really really get bad? Okay. That's good. And, and you can do it for short stints. Like I would not do a seven and a half hour session. Yeah. Like mine were all like two to three hours and I did four, two to three hour sessions. Yeah. I honestly, I don't think the tattoo artist really thought that I was going to do seven and a half hours. Cause she kept saying like, we can book another time. Like you can come back again. And I was like, no, this is the only time I have available. Cause then I'm training. So I'm like, I got to get it now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause mine comes over to here too, like onto mm-hmm. the chest. Yeah. Um, and the chest wasn't too bad. It was, it really just was an armpit. Yeah. Yeah. I have like a little like leaf that comes like right into like armpit area. So that kind of hurt, but wasn't, it wasn't terrible. But you do hard things. You do CrossFit. So a tattoo needle is nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just feels like a really long workout. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, it's for me, it's really the next day, just like CrossFit, like while it's going on, most of the time it's not so bad, but the mm-hmm. next day as it's healing, like that's when it, it, especially a big piece. Yeah. It didn't hurt too, too much. I think cause it's like not, it's like super thin lined. It's like not a whole bunch of like fill-ins on the parts that she did fill in those hurt a bit more, but yeah, that's all that scraping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Hannah, I I know that this is going to be a long time thing that we're going to keep having you on year after year after year. Um, so it's good to to get to meet you personally, myself this year, um, and to have you on for the second time. Um, good luck in Pasadena. I will be out there with a crew. I'm doing some stuff. So hopefully we'll get to meet in person. And, uh, and you'll have a great weekend in Pasadena. Thank you so much. It was very nice meeting you too. And thank you for uh, inviting me on the show today.
Yeah. And for everybody in the chat, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.